is going on protein shake it's your boy jerry the tr expert washington here at general fitness company studio uh today is december 14th and it's wednesday and it's also 2022 and this is season nine episode number 136 so this is uh this was a fun one for me uh as you can see on your on your counter this is probably going to be i haven't uh edited yet it yet but i know that i just finished uh recording the actual episode and it was a relatively long one. I'm going to try to cut out a few things because I feel like I might have said a couple of things uh, more than once. Uh, but this was an interesting one because it was inspired by uh, my associate. Uh, we were actually talking. She, she's actually into astrology and she uh, just got her certification uh, in uh, astrology. Uh, she's, she's actually a certified teacher. And so uh, we talk about it. She's talked to me about it a few times. I've talked about it. I personally, I uh, have to say that going into it, you know, being uh, somebody that was raised in a church, I didn't really believe in astrology or astronomy. But now that I look into it, do a little more research, it has a little bit more, it seems like it, it, you can justify it a little bit more. And I, as we go into the episode, you understand why astrology seems like it might have more uh, of a... Um, validity validity than we're currently giving it so what i'm talking about today uh my my associate uh, megan she did some research but i also uh, got a book called the doctrine and ritual of high magic and it's by elifus levi or lefus eli elifus <laughs> i'm not sure how you pronounce it eli levi <laughs> i don't know how you say it. it's eli e-l-i-p-h-a-s uh, you'll see that i'll actually i'll put this in the show notes as well so you can get this but this is an interesting book because uh this book is actually from 1855 it's from a long time ago but the elements of this book even though it is kind of like an older book it is timeless because uh it's talking about the traditions of high magic and essentially high magic is what we consider um astrology astronomy sorcery all those things that you know that we call the occult right and so i again i kind of came into this with a, like you know a little bit leery a little bit judgmental being uh, somebody from the church uh but what came about or what I, what came of reading this is that i actually found out that astrology is not so much it's not as, uh, what's, how do I put it? It's not as woo-woo and like intuitive as people make it out to be. It sounds like from what I have currently read, and I've got about three quarters of the way through the book. It's about an 1800 page book. Like I said, it's a pretty long book, but it's very informative. So I really was like, 
really intrigued in, uh, about it and I was like listening to it. I had to, you know, read it, <laughs> read it by listening. Uh, but I had to listen to it pretty much everywhere I went. I listened, I couldn't stop listening to it because it was so intriguing. Uh, but it, it came, they had some universal rules. They had 22, uh, 22 rules that they essentially got from the Kabbalah. So a lot of this comes from the uh, Kabbalah or uh, Kabbal. This is what, what they call it in the book, Kabbal. And um, they're pretty sensible. They make sense. The rules make sense. Uh, but I mentioned this in the episode. And what I, I found from this is that a lot of this is based on uh, mathematics. Is it based on the fact that everything is connected? And I'll talk about that. That's actually one of the, uh, the 12 universal laws that we'll talk about today. Uh, but it, everything is connected. And the fact that everything connect, is connected uh, gives us a mathematical code for everything. It essentially gives us uh, this, and obviously we can't crack this because it's an astronomical code, I'm sure, uh, that is dependent on every single factor or every single uh, bit of matter that is in the universe influencing one thing or another. Uh, but we can come pretty close by you know, looking at what we have around us and we can judge the influence of these things that are closer to us that have a little bit more impact uh, than those other things that are maybe not as close to us. Even though uh, they do have an impact, uh, they don't necessarily have as much of an impact as the other things that, that are influencing our lives at any given point in time. So uh, this book, again, as I said, it was written in 1855, but it had some universal laws, some uh, pretty much laws that you can live by today that will essentially give you everything you want. And uh, they talked about this magic or this occult as being something that was um, ostracized throughout history uh, because A, it gave people uh, power and B, because it gave people power, it took power away from the people that wanted to be in power, like churches and other people. Uh, so what happened is essentially the occult kind of dwindled and diminished and it went underground to the people that could talk about it without being uh, uh, feared of uh, uh, being judged or executed. You know, essentially, if you have uh, people that want to be in power and you are trying to get power, those people that have power will essentially do what they can to execute you whether you know it was back in the day where they physically executed you and murdered you or how nowadays if the people in power don't like what you like what you're doing they'll find some way to what you know maybe cancel you what is it nowadays you get canceled or they'll find some way where you can't like do things that you want to do you know so somebody was actually telling me a story uh just yesterday in fact we because i was at a uh uh i was at a board meeting and they're telling me about how they were uh, from Maryland and they were from a very small town from Maryland that had had its own identity. But at the same time, this small town in Maryland, because it had this identity, they had these few families that had been running the town forever. And if somebody saw something they weren't in agreement with in that town, it was automatically shut down. So you, there was really no room for growth. There's really no room for change, no room for progressiveness in that town. Essentially, it was the same town that it was, you know, 80, 90, 100 something years ago when the, the first families moved in there. Uh, so that's not really a good thing. You can't really get progress and you get more of the same and more of the same essentially leads to death. You know, stagnation leads to death. You, you, if you have anything uh, sitting still long enough, 
uh, it will succumb to uh, entropy. And any system, we know entropy is uh, any system that is built will eventually break down from outside influences, outside forces. So that being said, progressiveness is important, but at the same time, it's also important to have some stability in your life. And that combination of progressiveness and stability, combination of quote-unquote good and bad, uh, the combination of power and meekness, the combination of pride and humility, all these opposing forces are what lead us to these 12 universal laws and these, these, these things that we call magic and influence nowadays. So uh, I think you'll enjoy this one because I enjoyed recording it. I enjoyed talking about it because it's something that is completely outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, but I learned a lot, a lot about it. And I think speaking uh, about it uh, from my limited perspective, my limited understanding might shed some light on it from, for all of us that also have a uh, limited perspective and hopefully encourage you to look into it more and uh, analyze your life uh, a little bit more than uh, we do now. You know, a lot of times we look at our lives in the sense that uh, in a way that uh, these things are happening to us and that we have no power over them. And this philosophy or this influence gives us a little bit more empowerment over our own lives. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season nine, episode number 136. And we will call this one magic. Lego. Okay, so let's talk today about magic and the universal principles. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm trying to make this as uh, short as possible because there was a lot of research that went into this. I'd like to thank my associate Megan uh, for doing her uh, fair share of uh, research here. Uh, but we definitely found some really cool things that have to do with magic and these universal laws. Now, you've, you've probably heard of the, uh, the universal law of attraction, but did you know that's only actually one of the laws? There's 12 laws. There's actually 11 more laws. So I'm going to go through these laws real quick, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what these mean. So rule number one, the law of vibration. All right, so you're in constant motion, and that can inform your, live exp your lived experience. And it essentially means that if you're manifesting a certain lifestyle, you have to adjust yourself to that desired level. It's almost like the law of attraction is like, like attracts like. It's like if you're on one vibration, you can't uh, attract something from another vibration. So you can't really attract a lot uh, bad into your life if you're like on a higher level vibration. Sometimes it can get in there, but that's because it's connecting with those parts of you that are in a lower vibration. So uh, essentially, you want to have these uh, practices of uh, promoting good vibes, <laughs> you know, positive emotions or whatnot in your life. The next is our most popular one we know this one it's uh, called the law of attraction and that's essentially for manifestation is essentially bringing those things and uh, the things that you want in your life so if a vibration is one thing that you have in your life a law of attraction is actually specifically sending your your mindfulness your thoughts or whatever
whatever you want to call them into that uh, particular thing and that manifests that uh, that thing into your reality the law of oneness is next and that's essentially that everything is connected and it's the first and essentially most foundational law of the universe right you know we've talked about the or we haven't talked about the, any of this at all this is uh, fairly new uh, <laughs> I have to say that um, you know spending time with my associate Megan she, she's really into the uh, the occult uh, occult sciences or the high sciences if you will uh, so it's uh, it's actually we've talked about it a few times and it's kind of opened my mind to uh, different possibilities of reality and what perception could be so uh, it's essentially another way just to look at the world and make more sense of the world the way I look at it is just like the more aspects more perspectives you can have the more knowledge you can have of the world the more knowledge of the world you have of the world uh, the more you can um, attract success and to your life. So anyways, the law of compensation, that's, uh, that's what's next. Uh, essentially, that's uh, whatever you sow, you'll, you'll reap. You know, like you reap what you sow. You've probably heard of that before. And that's activated when you contribute to what you're manifesting. So essentially, uh, you have the law of, uh, well, again, we'll talk about uh, what these all mean a little further into the, in this uh, episode. So uh, next is the law of gender. And that relates to the masculine and feminine energy that exists in all things. And uh, essentially to apply this, you have to achieve the balance within yourself between the two. All right. Uh, law of cause and effect. All actions have a reaction. Uh, our actions have a equal and opposite reaction. Right. Yeah. That's essentially uh, Newton's third law. Right. Or maybe first law. I don't remember. Anyways, that's a law that we know that <laughs> uh, Newton uh, pretty much uh, explained to us. Every action has the equal, equal and opposite reaction. So uh, you may not experience the effect right away of whatever that action is, uh, but be sure that that reaction will eventually come to pass. So if you think about it this way, oh, having that action come to pass uh, essentially means that uh, you have put in the work and those things may not necessarily come to you from that particular thing. I've talked about this, uh, actually. I've actually literally talked about this in a few episodes uh, where I said that, you know, you got to put good out there. You're gonna, and uh, no matter what, whatever you put out there, uh, karma is interesting in the sense that uh, she doesn't necessarily pay you back from the same source that you gave to. Karma is... Uh, <laughs> in relation to that law of oneness, karma is everything. So it's encapsulated in everything. So you may not, you may give money to somebody, right? You might lend money to somebody. You might help somebody out with the intention of actually helping them out and not necessarily just doing it to, you know, make yourself feel altruistic or whatnot. Maybe you're actually doing it to help someone and you uh, have the good intentions of helping that person. Uh, you may not get that money back from that particular person. You know, maybe you help them out and, you know, that goes goes out into the karmic universe or whatnot, but you will get that back from that from someone else. The same thing applies if you do something in the reverse. If you do something that's harmful to one person, uh, it may not come back to you from them. They may not seek revenge on you, but the universe will get revenge on you. And eventually uh, that action will have that equal, equal and opposite reaction. So this is obviously in relation to uh, yourself, you know, within yourself, whatever you do to yourself, you're going to re- uh, get back and also what you do to others. So yeah, it's kind of like that, uh, that golden 
and rule, but that's for another episode. The next one is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. And your actions are essentially preceded by thoughts and they tend to fluctuate, right? So we have thoughts, you're essentially, you have ideas and those ideas turn into uh, more in-depth thoughts. And those thoughts essentially uh, become actions. And that's when you become uh, responsible. You know, it's like, you don't, you, I mean, you can have thoughts and you have ideas, but you're not necessarily uh, rewarded or punished until you actually have that action or you actually make that action. So you're active, you, you activate the law by remaining positive regarding your, regardless of your surrounding energy. So uh, uh, transmutation obviously is uh, changing something. Uh, so if you have negative energy around you, if you keep yourself positive, keep your thoughts positive, uh, you will have that, uh, that positive energy that will maintain in, within yourself. And even though things may be going not so well around you, they'll still stay positive for you. Law of polar- polarity. This is an important one because at least for me, because I'm a Libra. Uh, so it's all about the scales. It's all about, all about the positive and negative. So I always like to see uh, both sides of this and you can activate that energy uh, or activate the law by uncovering what's happening on the other opposite side of the spectrum. Uh, so this is, a, this is a fun one and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Like I said, I'm going to talk about these more in depth in just a few moments. So the law of rhythm, this law essentially pr- promotes fluidity and that's like essentially you should never stop moving. Once you have a goal or once you have something in your mind that you want to get, like kind of not within that law of attraction, you should essentially uh, fight and uh, not fight the rhythm or not fight uh, the flow. If there's a flow that is like pushing you to continue, you just keep going with it. Just don't stop. Obviously, rest when you need to rest, but feel that inner rhythm, that flow that is driving you towards your goal. All right. Next is the law of correspondence. If your life appears to be out of order or you're con- you're content with it, it's a reflection of what's happening internally. And this is interesting because uh, <laughs> I, I know I talk to say I want to talk a little bit more about these, uh, but this is an interesting one because uh, a lot of people that do like mind reading or you know psychics or stuff like that they actually can can uh use this energy so i'll talk about this a little bit more and if you think about this for for a brief moment you're essentially you have a pattern we all have patterns we have patterns of movement patterns of thought patterns of everything those patterns are going to show up right? <clears throat> Just like if you have a bunch of people walk on a trail, eventually there's going to be a groove in that trail, right? You know, so you think about that. So essentially, uh, whatever you do, essentially is going to be something that's going to, con- that's going to continue to flow. And that continuous flow is going to show up in your body. So to go back to what I was saying in the beginning is psychics and these mediums and stuff like that. What they do is instead of like, <laughs> I don't want to get too in depth with it, but essentially a lot of them, when they do these quote-unquote cold readings they look at your face they look at the features of your body and they can tell based on like what they know about body language and what they know about uh the law of correspondence that what is what your predominant uh actions are what your predominant thoughts are again to kind of go back to the original rule or the other rules beforehand you know that law of rhythm and the law of uh compensation the law of perpetual uh, transmutation of energy all, all that essentially means that uh whatever your your predominant thoughts are going to be are going to be the predominant features of your anatomy. All right. So it's just something to consider. Uh, last, last but not least, the law of inspired action. All right. So similar, similar to the law of action, uh, you attract what you want in life. Uh, you activate this law by creating a space 
for internal guidance. So essentially, whatever you want to call it, praying or meditating or whatever you want, uh, you have to have that inspired action uh, by uh, first creating the uh, the habits. Uh, and uh, you acquire those habits by uh, seeking your internal guidance, and it will essentially guide you towards where you need to be. But first, you have to have that space that is open to guidance rather than you being just willy-nilly and doing whatever you want. So those are the 12 laws. And essentially, this is what I want to say about these 12 laws. Uh, They sound pretty, you know, fundamental, pretty, you know, well, how would you say, pretty uh, much uh, traditional, or I don't know what other word to use, but they sound sound essentially like actions uh, that you know, are, are, are universal, right? That would uh, universally uh, lead us to success. And uh, to go along the lines of magic and, uh, you know, higher magic and stuff like that, uh, this is a, a real thing that helps us understand who we can be in the future, right? So, you know, I've been reading this book, and I'll talk a little bit about, more about it in the intro, uh, but I've been reading this book that essentially uh, talks about this, <clears throat> and that's why uh, I've, I just, it was part of the reason why I decided to record this episode. Uh, as I said earlier, it's also because I have been having these conversations with my associate who's uh, very much into the, uh, the, the, uh, the rituals and doctrines of high magic and uh, whatnot. So what these, uh, these traditional scholars or traditional truth tellers or whatever you want to call them, uh, what they essentially did is what I was talking about earlier. They essentially uh, realized that there are specific energies, whatever you want to call them. You can call them angels, demons, demas. There's a lot of words for them, but there's energies that we can't quite understand because they don't li- exist on a physical plane, right? And we can all understand this, uh, even scientifically, uh, there's protons, neutrons, electrons, uh, photons, uh, there's quarks, and all these other elements of uh, energy or elements of uh, power or even uh, light, if you will, uh, that we don't quite, we can't quite uh, observe with our human eye, but we can observe uh, through different devices and understand them based on uh, their reactions or how they interact with other things uh, in our world. So these things that we don't understand or traditionally didn't understand, uh, we can explain them as having these 12 universal principles, these laws uh, that are essentially how to create magic, so to speak, right? So magic isn't magic in the sense that you are literally just creating stuff out of nothing. Magic is essentially, the way they explain it in this book that I've been reading, uh, I'll just give you the name of the book, even though I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in the intro. Uh, The book is called uh, The Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic, and it's by this guy named uh, Eliphas Levi. So uh, again, I'll talk about that a little bit more in the intro, because I think we'll be really interested in learning more about that. Uh, But what he, what this gentleman says uh, based on these uh uh these teachings uh from you know decades or millennia i should say uh that astronomy astrology uh has essentially based on uh mathematics you might have heard might have heard of numerology right and um a lot of a lot of these scholars realize that these mathematics are essentially maybe not maybe you don't predict the future with them maybe some people have the ability to quote unquote predict the future but really what they are are their probabilities 
And these probabilities are based on that, uh, that universal law of oneness, that everything is connected. And that everything being connected means that everything has an influence on everything else, right? And so that would probably be the law of vibration, or maybe uh, the law of uh, cause and effect. You know, so a lot of these laws are kind of like, they, they cross over a little bit in, that, uh, in those circles. You might have uh, some... some uh, some uh, what is he called real estate that they share or whatnot, uh, but they all kind of have their own different uh, elements that we can re recognize as uh, something that is part of a whole that maybe uh, has its own way of affecting us and the our, our environment. Uh, so again, these are uh, probabilities. So that means that if you understand these laws of energy, these law, these universal laws, uh, then you can understand how to essentially create magic and the magic is that uh, they call it magic or they don't actually call it magic the people that don't know about it call it magic because they don't understand uh, that it that is essentially a um, observation of the uh, of the potentials of what could possibly happen so I think it's an, important just to think about these things. If you understand that uh, astronomy, astro astrology, and uh, you know, psychic, you know, panpsychism, or whatever it is, is essentially probabilities, or these uh, these possibilities based on the probabilities that from the understanding of uh, the different energies in the universe. Uh, obviously, we don't know all the energies, uh, but you know, we know quite a few that have a, a a lasting effect. If you can think about, you know, just the things that we know specifically scientifically, you know that the moon, even and it's uh, even though it's kind of like a breathing or whatnot, it has this inhale and exhale, and in that inhale and exhale, we have high and low tides. So, in within this book and uh, throughout, essentially the way it was described, this was a very long book. I think it was like. 1400 pages or whatnot i saw it on amazon i decided to just get the the audio version <laughs> but it was really interesting that how it talked about through the history uh, the connections that everybody made through uh you know religion or whatnot and through religion gnosticism and through gnosticism actual like black magic and magicians and uh, sorcery and stuff like that and all made these connections you know witches and stuff into how uh religion uh, how religion had one way of interpreting uh, things, but it was based, all based on this uh, this uh, fundamental knowledge of the universe. And essentially, religions had their own way of describing it. Uh, paganism had its own way of describe, describing it. Kabbalism? Kabbalism? I don't know. Some people call it Kabbalism. Some people call it Kabbalism. Uh, they have another way of describing it. So everybody has their own way of describing it. They use different words. They have slightly different uh, perspectives and aspects that they focus on on those 12 universal laws. But essentially, all these laws are what we, we not now, but we as humanity have understood about the forces that control uh, not only uh, the, the physical universe, like, you know, our Earth and uh, the planets and stuff like that, but also us as human beings and the way we uh, act and the way we think and all these other things. That's why they mention, like, uh, thoughts and actions and the universal law of, uh, you know, connection and stuff like that, uh, because they understand all these things are connected and all these entities no matter if you're a fly or you know if you're a human being or even a planet the large the size of Jupiter you have some type of impact and some kind of influence on the environment 
So that being said, if we could understand those uh, 12 universal rules again, uh, what essentially we can do to ensure our success, ensure that we have create quote unquote magic in our lives is to stay consistent or to consistently uh, work on these 12 principles, these 12 rules and uh, work on these laws because there are a lot of uh, things that can come that can come from those. I mean, you just think about it. If you have, if you constantly think, uh, if you constantly have a uh, positive thoughts and you have uh, a constant drive to the, with the things that you want and you have, uh, you're constantly uh, putting out what you want to get and you are, you know, trying to relate uh, to other people in the sense that you don't want to have any kind of bad karma come back to you, well then it's it's really hard to imagine that you can't be successful or you can't imagine you can't imagine that somebody that's putting in all that work and is doing all the things to like make good relationships, to make sure that they stay healthy by having a good relationship with themselves, but obviously them, uh, the, their, their future selves or whatnot, then you're not going to have that bad karma that's coming back to you. You're not going to have these things. You're not going to be succumb from succumb to uh, essential death by laziness uh, because, you know, if you're constantly producing and you're constantly staying in motion, uh, then you're not going to be, and I don't mean death as in you're going to die, but I mean death of your dreams and death of your, uh, your soul, death of you, you as a human that has dreams and and beliefs and has goals and someone that is going to aspire to be something more than just something that exists right so that's what I'm talking about is that like when you want to be like I guess uh, I mean they call it enlightened human or they call it other things is you know spiritual or higher spiritual whatever you want to call it someone that is actually uh, getting the things that they want from their and uh, from from life actualized human being, I think is what they also call it. So somebody that is getting the things that they want from life, they're happy with life, not necessarily happy as in like, he, 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 you know, like laughing and stuff all the time, but they're content. They feel like that they're on the right path. Then you understand that it's more than just like, you know, uh, succumbing to these, uh, these urges and these, 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 uh, these things that can give you that short term uh, gratification. Right. So, uh, I mean, look, we're not we're all human. Right. And no, none of us are like, you know, Martin Luther King or we're not like uh, monks or, you know, anything like that. There's nobody out there except for obviously Martin Luther King, the monks uh, that's like that. We all succumb to these different things in our lives. And to summarize, my main point here is that you should follow these rules. They're pretty much rudimentary rules for living a good life. You know, it's like what everything that we have now is based on these fundamental rules these rules were written before like you know I'm, the, the the bible or whatnot these written these rules were written written way beforehand and probably not even written they were probably some kind of oral tradition that eventually turned into uh writings because obviously people had didn't write for ten thousand years at the, at the most which is not a long time but at the end of the day ten thousand years is a long time to be having rules that we've been living by that's a lot of generations of, of people uh that have lived underneath these laws and have uh, either experienced success or failure. But, you know, now that you know these laws, 
I hope that you can, you know, bring them into your life and manifest what you want from your life uh, in a good way, you know, not in a greedy way. That's obviously going to probably break one of those 12 laws that I uh, mentioned earlier, but in a way that's going to not only bring value to yourself, but to the people around you. So, yeah, that's what I got for you today. I really hope that you uh, manifest something awesome. If you do, make sure you manifest another one for me. <laughs> whatever it is, right? Anyways, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy this one. This is a fun one to talk about. I can't wait to actually talk about the book a little bit more in the intro uh, because it was a really interesting book. So uh, I would, I would uh, highly encourage you to go out and check it out yourself. Uh, the book, again, uh, it's called the, uh, the Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic uh, by Eliphas Levi. All right, so go check it out. I'll put a little link in the show notes for on Amazon. You might be able to check it out yourself and uh, get yourself a copy. All right, so uh, I do appreciate you listening. I'll pick back up maybe Friday. I'm actually gonna be we're gonna be doing some holiday stuff over the next couple of weeks, uh, so it might be a little bit sporadic. I know we'll be hitting up. Uh, we'll be here uh, uh, next Monday and Wednesday for sure. Uh, I'll be heading out to Georgia. Is a, that's the situation, so I'm getting prepared and stuff like that this weekend, and then I'm going to be rolling out next weekend, so I need to, uh, you know, hopefully try to get something uh, out for you on Friday. If not, we'll pick back up on Monday, and we'll do it again. All right, thank you again for listening. If you like this one, feel free to uh, subscribe so you can hear more, and uh, let people know how much you like it by leaving a rating or review. All right, take care of yourself, and as always, keep good company.